Cracking everyone, and welcome to episode 57 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. It's another week, episode 57. Um, we don't have any guests this time. This time, it's just us lonely. What's cracking? I can tell you what's cracking over here. Yeah, I just cracked one. A little stone ruination. Yeah, I got a, <laughs> I got a Trogues Perpetual. Oh, good. But uh, so. anyways. Yeah, it's just us lonely suckers tonight in uh, sitting in the basement and the spare rooms talking about uh, what we've been working on. Uh, yeah. We don't, we do not have a guest this week, but next week we will have Kenny Crump from Casey's Workshop on the show. Um, we're gonna have him come on and talk a little, little bit about the build that we're gonna be doing with him, the live build with the kit that he did for the live build. Um, right. And hopefully everyone had a chance to go pick up that kit. If you haven't yet, you can head on over to caseyworkshop.com and find that kit. And I think you can enter still the code HO scale. I think it was was it HO customs or we'll we'll put the code in the in the description. Yeah, it's, it's HO customs. It's HO customs. Yeah. I believe it is. Yes. So, so, if you so enter and we the, have if you enter the code, you get free shipping. Yeah. So pops as for pops general store. Yep. That kit is awesome. I got it sitting right here. Hold on here. Let me go grab that. Hold on. I gotta take my headphones off. I'll grab that son again. Just to give you a little peek. I don't want to ruin it for Kenny, but. However, well, I mean, anyone can see the pictures of it online. That's true, but that's that's they don't see what's in the box. And let's just go with a piece of mesh. It looks like screen for a screen door. Hey, you know what we should do? Yeah, Uh, I've not tried that before, so this is neat. People are already getting the kit, right? When's the last day that they can order it? I don't know. I guess I can order anytime because it's it's something he's gonna sell. And and, and just know? to clarify, tell everyone when we're starting the build. Uh, February eleventh, uh, Monday night on February eleventh. So you probably have time to pick it up now. Um, right. If you want to build the kit along with us, what we'll be doing is going through. Each week, we'll be going through a couple steps of the kit between myself, my dad, and Jason Jensen from Jason Jensen's Trains. Um, we're all three going to build it together on live videos on Facebook and show everyone how we're doing it and allow them to build along with us or for more experienced modelers just to have some fun with us. So, uh, anyways, yeah, back, I'm looking I just at the to... kit now. It's just looking badass. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. And uh, I can't wait to talk to Kenny. We're going to save a lot of this yeah. for next week with Kenny. Um, a little later tonight, I'll talk to you a little bit about it, but not per se the actual kit, but but um, right, right. some of the things that are in it for what, a topic we're going to cover today. Cool. So, well, yeah. So if you do I'm have excited. a chance to get that kit, we're not we're not really making anything off this. This is just a f- kind of like a free clinic for everyone that wants to do it with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a free clinic that Jason Jensen and us will be working together on to show everyone how we do a model from the ground up. Um, right. There's the I mean, it's free in the sense that we're giving you free information. The only thing you have to do is pick up the kit to work on it with us. I think it's $39.95. It's a, a cool-looking building, and it comes with free shipping if you enter it promo code HO scale. We don't get anything off this. This is just no. a fun clinic we're going to do together with everyone. So Yeah, man. And I have the kit here and I have yours too, Brett. But right. um I had the kit and I want I want you know how hard it is right now for me not to start building this. Oh, place. I know. But hey, you got other <laughs> stuff to keep you occupied, right? I, I know. So but I want to kick into it right now. But I'm not going to, and we're going to put that away and get it out of my temptation. Absolutely. Well, hey, yeah. you know what time it is, right? Uh, it is. It's like 8.05 well, or something like that. It is 8.05, but uh, <laughs> it is time for our patron-only questions of the week. 
and that Ooh, is uh there's a lot of them yeah we got a bunch this week so and that's partly probably our, our fault is we forgot to do it last week with our guest but we wanted the show to be mostly about the guest uh and we were busy and we're not going to make excuses for it we just didn't we, we forgot to do it so we got some questions if you want to be part of the show like the rest of our patrons um yeah. you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash ho scale customs and uh, join the show as little as $1 a month. And uh, you get access to uh, a f- Overtime at the Bench Facebook group, which all of our patrons are a part of. They get in there and they discuss, they share stuff, and uh, it's really starting to pick up. That thing's happening. And I'm you telling can, you, uh, there, that's happening. Yeah. I go in there in the middle of the afternoon and there's stuff up there right. while I'm at work. And it's, it's hard for me to pay attention at my desk sometimes. Yeah. I want to see what they're doing. but. Right. Oh my word! There's well, always somebody seem to be on there every you day. Get, you get access to that. You get some other goodies, um, depending on the level, and um, you get to you get to become part of the show, like our patrons have this week with all their questions they asked. We also want to send a big shout out to our two new patrons this week, John Szymanski and James Donovan. So thanks a lot for come, becoming patrons to our page, and you now have access to all of our exclusive content. Thanks a lot, guys. So. Let's dig into the questions. Our first one was from Greg Baker. He says uh, there may be a move in his near future, so he was asking for any recommendations on packaging and moving completed structures or dioramas. Um, We did kind of do a whole topic about that with Doug, I think. Yeah, Doug talked about that, which is his advice was awesome. Yeah, so really uh, any kind of like scrap foam that you had from working on your layout or working on dioramas, you can use that for packaging and holding everything still. Um, but basically, he Doug said to make sure that there's zero movement, no movement. Yeah, um, no, no movement. He packs his with with uh, the foam, kind of like uh, I guess the foam insulation along the sides and such. And yeah. then, yeah, and he makes it so it just does not move. You know, and he said expect. Uh, some breakage. I mean, because yeah. little parts and pieces may fall off. I mean, that happens yeah. from me just bumping yeah. stuff. Yeah, you but, know, uh, things you're going to have to just glue back on. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, uh, good luck with the move, Greg, and I uh, wish you the best with it, but... Um, I've not tried to move anything myself, personally, except for from your, my house to your house, Yeah, and I take it in the car... I just sit on the back seat and make sure I pray up and down. I don't have to slam the brakes on. Right. You but, know? you know, I would, I would just use, I mean, looking over at our layout on the sides here, I have a pile of scrap foam from when I was cutting stuff out. And yeah. I, I know I could use a bunch of that for uh, Everybody's got some of that. That. Yeah. And, and even, I'm sure if you just went to, like, the big box office stores, you could get a roll of, like, uh, that, that foamy roll i don't know what it's called yeah. it's like a white foam real thin yeah. you can pack that around there or some bubble wrap would sure. obviously be fine yeah that would work i put mine in the back seat and when i come over to your place Ooh. i just hope up and down that a deer doesn't jump out in front of right. me and then i had to slam because i just had to slam into that deer to save my building that deer would have to be hamburger <laughs> just drive that right deer would be just hamburger. drive just drive straight through it <laughs> yep i'm not ruining my building uh, the deer's gotta go it'd be a murder scene there man Uh, very cool now now Peter's gonna go after us oh well whatever (laughs) go ahead let him we didn't do it. I mean, it's a safety issue. It's not. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can't be slamming your brakes and causing traffic Fear. jams. They're dumb cows. Uh, Anyhow. All right. Cool. So, like we said, good luck with the move, uh, Greg. And I hope, uh, hope your move doesn't. <laughs> hope your move. Hopefully, your move is gentle on your models. Yeah. Um, Jeff Fleischer is asking. Oh, as a result of my question about podcasts someone mentioned the podcast railroad roll by which is very good and one episode mentioned smithsonian series mighty trains which are at one hour episodes about famous railroad lines in operation today sounds pretty cool so as a follow-up to his question about podcasts what youtube channels do we like to follow there are a lot of folks putting up great content uh he follows channels like tom's trains and things kathy millet which we know you know we follow and Jason oh, yeah. Jensen, plus a couple others. So actually, I'm going to open up my YouTube now and see the ones I followed. I know one of them is the Marklin guy. Marklin. Of I know Sweden. one of them is HS Go Customs. I follow HS Go Customs. We need we need to be on that a little more. But yeah, um, 
you can always follow us. And when we do post, you'll get a notification. Um, but let me run over to my subscription. I got Kathy Millett. I got Luke Talon. Luke Talons are yes, awesome. Luke Talon. You know, for sure. Like, Kathy's are awesome. These are all great. Uh, trackside scenery is awesome. Good stuff. Woodland I have a, a modeler's life. I, I mm -hmm. subscribe to their pot, like their video version of their podcast. I just, I listen to it while I'm at work. Right. Um, let me get over here. I'm waiting for it to load. You can keep rattling them off. Well, I like uh, trackside modeler. Dave Freire's is awesome. Uh, that's a good one. And uh, Woodland Phoenix has one. There is one at AK Interactive. So for you people out there like myself oh, that's the that love our AK Interactive uh, products, then I, um, uh, they have a great site with a lot of stuff I like on it. the – there's a guy named uh, Luke Apps. Uh-huh. Or Luke's Apps. He does uh, – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. He, he did the he, road stuff. What was uh, that? What would you – if you let me talk for a second, I'd tell you. Sorry, man. I would have wound up tonight. He does, uh, he does a lot of military um, – he does a lot of military modeling, and he his channel says uh, custom terrain and tutorials, uh, like for um, like for war gaming and stuff. But uh, oh, okay. a lot of cool stuff he does. A, a lot of it on terrain. His water tutorials are incredible. So he's one of them. I'll I'm gonna keep scrolling if you want to rattle a couple off. Um, of course, uh, Fox scale models. Yeah. As an, as one, I'm, I do that. And um, let me see here. YouTube model builders is a good one. Um, I, I don't know if he mentioned that in his list there or not, but YouTube model builders and and they do night some nightly shows too as well. So not every night, but some nights and and uh, so they have a they have a lot of different models that get on there. Yeah. Uh, the other one, um, there's a guy named uh, I'm, I had to go through my subscriptions here to figure it out. Uh, the t he, his name is the Terrain Tutor. I don't know if you've ever seen him. I, I only saw him because you told me about him. But I have him on here. The as Terrain well. Tutor does a lot of stuff. Most of my stuff is terrain because I've always, I just want to like, um, I want to get better at terrain. Uh, it's kind of an unknown for me, so I just wanted. I spent a lot of time looking up terrain, and the other one, and the last one I'll throw in for terrain is uh, your mini reality. Uh, they have a uh. lot of. They have a lot of uh, a lot of cool videos on there too. I mean, they're all about the same, but they have their own little touch on them. So those are my big three. I have a uh, R U A Trainman, R U A Trainman two, huh. and he's got a lot on there. I don't know what the hell that means. Oh, there's Flash Jones. Oh, there's and Flash, Flash Jones. Jones. Yeah, Flash Jones does Which? a whole thing on um, the uh, concrete. Um, Yes, I guess it's concrete uh, industrial area on the what the heck? It was a video I just oh, accidentally um, started on the channel. He does this whole thing where he does concrete in between the tracks and down along a you know a, a sea a seaside or warehousing area, and um, he just does whole parking lot areas and yeah. streets and such with um, with joint compound and he's he you know so he's got a he's got a pretty cool video thing that he does um i tried to actually get him on the show and he well, said he's he gonna do it and us back. uh so yeah. i he did email me back so i oh um we gotta set up a time and date for him oh he wants to get on now okay yeah. cool the other week so, he emailed me so i gotta work something out with him but those are those are a lot of the ones that i like i mean obviously I really like uh, trackside scenery and the trackside modeler. Right. And, uh, you know, trackside scenery is Joey Ricard. And uh, he does amazing stuff. A lot of stuff from that he does, he does with products from within your home. And then, uh, of course, Dave Ferrari has his trackside modeler, has some amazing videos on it. And Kathy Miller, right. Jason, Jason Jensen trains. I already said that one. I know, but we got to oh. give him a plug because Jason's oh, well, Jason, been putting out some killer videos. He has been. There, uh, there's some killer ones right now. So And he's got a cool mug in him. But, he uh, does have a cool mug in him. Uh, so so that's that's I'm sure there's more. And uh, yeah. if we're missing any, we apologize. But those are our big ones that we watch. Yeah. Um, bad lip reading. Bad lip reading. Oh, bad lip reading's good. And uh, <laughs> I'm really into and this our, one. This one's not for the kiddies. But it's not bad. It's not bad at all. 
but I was watching it before I came down here. Where what's it called here? This is too funny. I love this one. I think it's A N. Markle in the Swede Markle in the Sweden, that guy does some great stuff. And he's funny. Yeah. That oh, guy's totally. funny. What the heck was the name of this one? Hang on, I'll find it. And he's quick. a good dude. He's a pretty good dude too. Oh, I can't find it now. I was just watching. Oh, there it is. There, this one's too good. It is. Uh, the channel is A V E, <laughs> and uh, the guy takes tools, like uh, whatever drills, impact drills, uh, you name it, any kind of tool, uh, miter saws, and he tears them apart, like a kid on Christmas would do with their new electronic toys. Yeah. And. He is hilarious. He may, uh, he's Canadian. He's got this this funny Canadian accent, and he just makes up all these words for things. And he's tearing them apart. It's a little vulgar, so it's not for the kiddies, but uh, but it's just hilarious. He, he is. I I can't explain it. You just got to watch it. It's 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 hilarious. So uh, you know, vulgar. Now you say vulgar, but okay. There's vulgar, and then there's swearing. He's just swearing. He's not. That's oh, okay. Well, that's not vulgar. So that's a swear. Anyways, but that's a good one. But uh, yeah, so that does that, that. That's some of the stuff that we watch here. Um, cool. Our next question is from Bill Sartori. Any suggestions for keeping or for ways of keeping the white, tan, brown glues from clogging up the tips of bottles? He's thinking of doing away with the bottle cap altogether. Oh my god! Just sticking the stainless steel wire in the tip instead. Uh, yeah. I got that problem all the time. It drives me nuts. So I. So what have you been doing? Uh, well, if it's like an Elmer's or a wood glue with those weird little pointy thing, like if you ripped a cap off of a wood glue, you can see there's like that pointy thing that like has a stopper. I, hate that thing. I cut it off. Oh, yeah? So it's just like a big old round top that's open. And uh, <laughs> I'll show you guys what I, it looks like a ketchup squirt bottle from a diner. It doesn't, it doesn't dry out for whatever reason. No. I can leave mine. I can, you can take the cap off, leave glue in it with the cap off. And it's gonna take like a year for it to dry out. I'll I'll put a picture up in the episode notes of what I do with my white and white and wood glue bottles. That's a good idea. But I'll tell you what I do. I just take a pair of scissors and I go whoop, some heavy scissors like my workshop scissors. You know the big heavy shears and go yeah. Chomp, and just chop the top off and not not all of it, but like half of it and. And then it leaves it wide open. I don't have any clogs, and if I do get any clogs, I, put a I can just take a pair. Of, yeah, I just take a, take a pair of tweezers down and pick up right out. And, but they do. If you leave it just as it is, man, they're clogging up all the time. I spend ten or fifteen minutes trying to dig this some bitch out, and then I waste my time on my workbench. Yep. You know. Now he does. He he said something about putting what a, a stainless steel nail down in it. I got a funny story. Um, I took a galvanized nail one time, do, thinking the exact same way he did, and I slid it down into the top. So all I do is just keep pulling it out. Yeah. Well, here's what happens. <laughs> is it rust? Yeah. It, galvan, don't do a galvanized nail because it rusts. And then all your glue for the next – you're going to have to squirt glue out for a little while so you don't <laughs> get any more rust in your glue. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty messed up, but you know, I, I had the same idea. But a, a stainless steel nail, duh! I guess that's a great idea. Good job, Bill. Yeah. Well, so I just cut the tops off mine. That's and it sounds like my dad <laughs> does the same thing. So yeah. that's what we do. Well, because you told me to. Yeah. You said you, you said that's what you do. It's so the greatest I did. thing in the like, world. Oh, it's great. I don't have to wait for it. Yeah. Except for except for. Um, Eileen's tacky glue. It well, takes forever. Glue. That's not glue. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's not glue, though. It's, <laughs> it's white molasses. It's awful, man. It's great. I love. I use it a lot. But it takes... You cannot sit the bottle upright. You have to store it on the side. Oh, yeah. That's all yeah. right. I know. But yeah. Anyways. All right. Dan Pugach anyways. is asking... Uh, you've talked about what structures you wish, wish existed... But what detail castings and figures do you wish existed? He's saying he wish he can find figure skaters, but not hockey, but not hockey players, and really needs hockey them, players. Really wants some for the pond for his layout. That would be sweet. Hockey players would be cool. That um, would be great. We need to get we need to get a hold of like uh, the Prizer and say what the hell? Would, why don't you put some hockey players out? They might you have know? them. Who knows? 
That would be awesome. Uh, and then real quick, Greg Baker. Greg Baker added to the bottom of that that he would like to see more modern interiors, uh, industrial interiors. Like the steam mills are neat, but a 1950s electric powered complex would be awesome. Um, well, wait a minute. Wait back to back to the one with the hockey figures. Yeah. Well, I was just I was. I'm that was who? Who was that? That was Dan. Dan. Did he have another part to that? No. Oh. Just figures. Oh, figures or detail parts that we wish existed. Oh, detail parts. Like castings well, or anything that we don't have, that, that we can't find that we wish they made. I'm telling you, if you go to... I, I did have that problem until Best Castings came along. Yeah. And then I saw Best Castings. They pretty much have whatever you're looking for. And, except uh, hockey players. Except hockey players. We got to tell, we gotta tell uh, Brian and Jill that they need to make some hockey player uh, people for their what was the was the name of their people the Skanky Yankee hockey players. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty. Oh, funny. that'd be that'd be sweet. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get on that. So okay, sorry. Back to Greg Baker. Oh no, well he's just saying he wishes there were some uh, uh, more interiors for electric powered like an electric powered industrial complex. Oh. Uh, it's a lot. Well, he said, he said steam mills are neat, but electric fit, uh, 1950s electric powered complex would be awesome. And he also thinks there can never be enough 1940s through sixties vehicles. Well, when he means, when he says interiors for an electric complex, what kind of interiors is he looking? Uh, we'll have to have him elaborate. Yeah. We'll kind of elaborate because I mean, if you're talking a machine shop, I mean, there's lots of companies out there that sell, um, different products for machine shops and such. Yeah. Um, I know Walters even has a wide selection of uh, electric machines and things that can go into certain industrial buildings. Um, you know, you know they, they sell multiple random, you know, machinery parts and things that you can paint up. And I actually bought some. It had uh, like lays and, um, you know, uh, drill presses and and stuff for big shops right you know? so but anyhow um band saws but you know i'd like to know what he's talking about with with industrial detail for interior i can i get outside there's a lot of things you could do with industrial detail um you know piping and you know different fittings for piping and and yeah i um, think that's i think that's what i would um not, I no mean didn't mean to interject here, but no. I, I think if I was gonna uh, answer Dan's original question, I wish there was just more variety of uh, like piping outside outside ductwork or outside ch- like chimneys and things like that. I wish there was more variety uh, than the couple dozen that seem to always exist. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, it seems like uh, there's the same ones are out there and. Yeah, if you want to make extra, you're gonna to have to do it on your own. You're gonna to have to go get some plastic trucks or some of the styrene products that are out there and cut your own and design them, which could be fun. It's a lot of work. So if you're trying to save some time and get the kit, you know, completed, and you you know you want to add the extra details on the outside. I mean, uh, those kind of industrial pieces that you're gonna make, it's gonna take you some time to construct them out of out of. Uh, styrene right but um yeah well there we go we'll have to get on it and see if we can find them or i wish if dan could could he please for next week elaborate greg well what kind of i'm sorry greg my bad uh elaborate on um the industrial interior details yeah we'll have to have him follow up i'd like to know more and then i want to look into it for him yeah we'll do a little follow-up for him yeah because i'm interested in that myself Right. So, so Jake Johnson is asking, what are you doing to mount your structures to your layout? Foundations, locating pins, movable bases, mounting structures on hillsides, sloping sidewalks, and downhills. He says, I have to keep reminding myself that placing a structure on top of dirt is not enough, not to mention light leaks at the foundation bases. Right. So, how are I think we a lot of people do that. Yeah. I think a lot of people do what, 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 what he was saying, what Jake was saying was putting the, um, uh, the structure is just sitting them on the dirt, and you're and he's right. I mean, it's not it's not a sound method because light is going to escape from underneath. It will. Plus, plus it's going to look like it's sitting on top of dirt. Right. It's going to look like you just dropped it there. 
there's I guess there's several methods. I mean, what we do, um, what we've been doing, because we do we were doing the same thing, Jake. We were putting the same stuff, putting our structures down and just sitting them down because we don't really have a permanent spot on most of them. We're just now putting placing our structures in our city. So what we're doing is we're building foundation for right. Them. And um, some of that is through um, sculpt the mold or through um, uh, with the foundation, some re- regular foundations. We've been using um, joint compound uh, and forming it that way. Or um, we were, uh, I know we had that paper product that we were using. Um, what was that? The, uh, um, it had the stone look. The stone and brick paperwork, yeah, and um, we were using that that stuff uh, to give it a natural-looking foundation. Um, You know, and then, of course, sometimes you are sitting it on dirt, depending on where you're putting it. Right. Um, But it's better yet if you can carve, find a way to carve into your landscape, if that's like a hillside, and then fit the building into that groove or in that spot so it looks like the you know the dirt is going up higher above than just uh you know up a couple bricks uh, you know up the side of the building if it, if your building is on the side of the hillside and, right right yeah you know, there's ways to do it now of course jake doesn't need to be told what how to do these things <laughs> because honestly i'm sure jake can tell us how to landscape and uh mold uh, and put a structure on the in the place right i and think I- he I was gonna. Yeah. I was just gonna add to that the um, the buildings that I do have that set lower to the ground, like the the Clyde's Coal that I just made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did actually just put. I didn't really make a stone foundation for it, and it just does sit right on the ground. But what I did was I masked where it connects to the ground with um, like taller grass and other objects, so the edge of the where it touches the ground is actually hidden. You don't see like that sharp contrast where it just wall right on the grass or right on the dirt. It yeah, uh, it, it, it makes it, it look blends, like it blend it blends between where the building yeah. sits and where the the ground is, and it has a it doesn't allow that to show that seam where the wall ends and the grass starts. Right, it kind of yeah, it it kind of makes it look like you can't tell what what it's attached to. Yeah, it's got you know it's, it's got, got some tall o- grass it's got it. some overgrowth that hides the edge of the bottom of the wall. Right, and that gives you a clear definition of hey, here's where the ground ends. Right, you know. Right. So and it makes cool. and it makes it look like it's been sitting there for a while because you know the the grasses and and the shrubs and stuff are growing up alongside the building. And it gives you that extra detail that. It gives you an automatic detail totally. of one more depth, you know, an yep. extra depth, yep, an extra layer, which is for cool. sure. So. But uh, okay, last question from Lynn, okay. and it's another glue clash question. So uh, okay, I love glue. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love glue. <laughs> I love glue. Don't eat the glue, Todd. Don't okay. eat the glue. Okay. We had to take. You know what happened last time? You ate the glue. We had to take you into the hospital. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you remember your neighbor's kid? It's so tasty. No, we're not going. I'm not gonna bring it up, but I'm. I don't think I've laughed as hard in my life as that day when <laughs> the kid. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. He's, he's a kid, man. Kids I know. Do goofy things. He super glued his lips open. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we didn't do it. I just saw that. I just saw. I just saw the aftermath. That kid needed his lips super glued shut. Oh, anyways, <laughs> oh, that was a day. The kids do goofy things, man. I mean, it's just what he's—he's he's a good kid. I know, know, I know, but it's all just right, one of those right. funny things you'll never yeah. forget. Anyways, Lynn. Oh, by the way, for anybody out there listening, don't do that. Yeah, we don't advise super gluing yeah. your lips yeah, open. That's not cool. Don't super glue your lips to your teeth. It, it's not a good. It, and <laughs> it's, you know, that's what he did. He super <laughs> it's, I it, it wasn't I, I really. 
No, it wasn't to his teeth. It was like, you know when you can push your lip up on your upper gum and it just hangs yeah, out? Yeah. And on, he super glued it to his upper gums and it was stuck up there. Like his teeth were all exposed. So he oh, like... Oh, man. I got tears. I got tears. I, just think we don't remember that. We don't advise doing that. He comes walking out the street. No, my word. We're like, well, what'd you do? I super glued my lips. My I super glued my lips. <laughs> oh my god! So oh, man. it's a, a. It's not very good for your lips and your gums. <laughs> and B. It's it's not a good look. We don't advise doing it. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, there's that. Yeah. But uh, so, anyways, what's this question here? All right, Lynn. <laughs> he's not asking how to put super glue in his mouth. That's he's asking. <laughs> How about ways to keep your glue, either wood glue or CA glue or any glue, from drying out? Um, he's saying from keeping. Yeah. This is a this is a terrible question for us to answer because my wood glue, as I look at it right now, is not even <laughs> capped. It's just sitting there. It's it doesn't. Yeah, like, I can also say I don't really cap. I don't really cap cap it. I don't like push the. You know those nozzles. I don't want to push them down. Kind of getting back into. Well, now we're getting kind of back into what um what Bill was talking about, you know. So I don't those little plastic caps that go on the top, uh, unless it's the um unless it is the tacky glue, I put the cap back on tacky glue. Okay, the only problem with tacky glue caps are what, Brett? What what happens to tacky glue caps? Oh, you lose them. Yeah, you lose them. They're just little tiny white things. And we got little tiny white things all over our layout. So it's like, it, it's gone. And, you know, I don't know where the hell they go to. There's somewhere we're going to find them. And they're going to be a big pile of tacky caps. I think the mice take the them. The mice, the mice take them and they use them as little hats. <laughs> for, the, for their, for their, it, for their, uh, they're like little Shriner hats for mice. <laughs> they're having a tacky party, man. <laughs> no, they use them for like their little fez, like a fez, like a fez hat for a, for a Shriner. It's a, but it's, they use them for their, their Shriner mice club. <laughs> Yeah, the grand order of the of the uh, rodents. Yeah, well, you know, if you have the if you have the big if you have the big Aileen's tacky glue cap, that's like the, that's like the grand poobah cap of mice. He's the, he's the one in charge. Well, yeah, the, uh, yeah. So so for those, I put the cap back on. But for the ones, that you, the little well, nozzles, if you don't lose it, they can push up and down. Oh, you know what the worst, Brett. The worst are Elmer's glue orange caps that screw oh, down. Yeah. Oh. Those ones that screw down, yeah. you can't even. You can't. They don't even come off on their own. You know what? The, you have to. You have to slice those sons of bitches with a with a. You know With the side of your exacto knife. You know what the, cut them off. You know what the worst one is? What testers? I, this is, I hate. This is not a glue capping problem. This is just a glue rant. Oh, I'm gonna oh, get oh, on a glue. Oh. I'm gonna get on a glue rant right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, I know where you're going with the this. Testers, when you have the testers aluminum tube of like the plastic glue, and yeah. you, it's not like you were squeezing the damn thing before you took the cap off. You weren't even touching it. Yeah. All you do is take the cap off, and well, as soon as you take the cap off, there's like an <laughs> eruption of cement all over, all over your. It's going, yeah. It, it don't stop out. coming out, and you're like, I didn't even squeeze the damn thing. I didn't touch it since the last time I used it. What's going on? It was sitting. <laughs> it wasn't even sitting upside down. <laughs> What the hell? And then, yeah, and then when you put the cap back and it, on, well, you can't. A, a, it gets everywhere. Now it's on your fingers, and you're trying to wipe it off of everything. Now your fingers are sticking to everything, and then, yeah, and then that, and that turns all black and gooky. And, and then, yeah. you, and then you get your, you can't get. Then once you do get the cap back on, then it's gotten all over the cap. And the next time you take the cap off, there's like a big old crusty deposit of old old testers cement stuck in the cap. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a little ice glacier on there. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. and then it, then the cap doesn't fit back on until you pull it. You gotta pull it all out. out. Oh my gosh, I can't. You know what I hate about testers glue bottles? Huh. Is when you're trying to push it out and you're getting near near the end. Oh, halfway through. there's nothing and nothing and nothing, and all of a sudden it all comes out at once. No, oh. no. When it splits on the side and it starts coming out of the side of the, <laughs> it starts coming out of the side of the tube, and the tube's ruined. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's done. Gone. It's Same done. Same as well, split that thing open and just start using it as much as possible on wherever you want to use it. <laughs> you know what else does it? It's not glue, but it is called. Uh, it's it's something I use for filling in gaps and stuff. It's a plastic putty. It's used on a lot of military modelers. Use it a lot, and it's called uh, to 
it's made by Tamaya uh, uh, that makes the paints and such. Um, they have a Tamaya putty, or is it Tamia? Tamia? I don't know how you pronounce it. It's, I say Tamaya. It's one of those things. Yeah, they yeah, make a putty, and it's in a similar type metal glue thing, but it has a screw on cap. Okay, and it does as soon as I unscrew it, as soon as I unscrew it, this stuff starts just rolling out, and I'm it's not the same. I, I'm not squeezing it. I'm not. I don't know what happens to it? I um, it's just ready to go. It I don't is know what the worst is. smelling stuff in the world, and <laughs> you can use that too. Is almost it's almost like an adhesive. And you know what else is oh, bad? Is it a glue? It is. This so is so it's almost like an adhesive. It's not. It's 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 putty. But no, it, I was. Just, it, I'm kidding. You said it's a glue. It's almost like it an dries adhesive. It's like real quick, and it you can that joke you just can went over things to it. I, I get it. That yeah. glue is almost like an adhesive. Yeah. Well, I, I get it. Yeah. Sorry. It was almost like an adhesive. I can't believe you said that. Baldur's goo. Okay. It's a it's a similar. It has a black screw on cap. And uh, this stuff comes out. Now, the problem with this stuff Did... is it's stringy and um, it dries like super fast. You got to use it really quick. I like it. I have some here and I use it occasionally. But but uh, yeah, all those metal tube things are freaking nightmare. Did we ever talk about um, the Gorilla Glue experiment that you had? No, but we can go there. Did we ever Since talk about that on the podcast? Thing. Since this is like turning into the glue episode. We didn't plan them for it, but it's the glue episode, everyone. Welcome to the glue episode. Tonight, we're going to talk about glue. Well, <laughs> With no horses well, were harmed in the, make, no horses were harmed in the making of this episode. All right. We're working on the layout at the, at the harbor. And I have a pier that goes out over the over the harbor, and I want the train to go out over the pier. I wanted to build. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is the best story ever. I wanted to install rails right down into the piers. Um, I guess that would be the um, the planking. Okay, so I wanted the planking and then the piers, I mean, the, the tracks itself that go out into the pier so we can roll a train out there. Right. Or some boxcars or whatever, flat cars. And I wanted the rails to be flush with the top of the planking. So I was going to take two rails, uh, no, no ties, just a rail, to exact measurement of what it would be for you know, uh, you know to, to, to work, I use my measuring tool for the, for to get the exact scale, and uh, and I placed it the rail in there, and I was I needed to glue it down inside the wood. Okay, each rail. So Brett had and I didn't bring my glues along with me to work on this stuff. So I asked Brett if he had anything strong that was going to grab on and just glue that rail down in. You know, and with, without it being unsightly or anything else, we could hide the glue. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got this. I got this grill glue. Uh, I got it's so, uh it's uh I got the jar. I'm looking at the jar right now. I still have it. It is uh, just uh, it's it's like the <laughs> the small squirt bottle of the original Gorilla Glue. It's just plain old. It's not the wood glue. It's not. It's the original Gorilla Glue, the expanding right. kind. Right. So. <laughs> So I take this outside because it does have some heavy fumes and stuff to it. So, right. And plus it was a beautiful day outside. I thought it might work better. So I took it outside. We had a, Brett has a glass top outdoor picnic table type thing, you know, and, uh, sat it out there. I sat the pier out there and I glued these rails into place using this. I just spread some of that glue onto the bottom of the rail and sat it down in place exactly where I wanted it. I was all happy with both rails on both sides. And I had the rails attached to the wood inside, you know, down in so they're nice and flush with the top planks of the of the uh, top of the pier. And I walked away. I was like, okay, well, we'll let it go because it's probably take a little while to set. And... Um, and I just sat it down, put the glue on, and sat it down and walked away. We went in, we watched some football, and uh, we took a break. And we watched some football, um, and we came back, and I thought, okay, it's halftime. You know, we'll go. I'll go out and check on it. And these rails still move. They're sliding <laughs> and moving. I'm like, oh no, 
what the hell kind of glue is this? I thought Gorilla Glue was supposed to be the best stuff in the world, right? So. <laughs> and you're all. Yeah, go ahead. Now, now you're like, now you're mad because it, it didn't work. Yeah, I'm mad because I think this glue sucks. And I'm like, oh, Gorilla Glue sucks. It's so terrible <laughs> because I use Gorilla Wood Glue. Uh, Gorilla Wood Glue is awesome. I love using it. Okay, I use that all the time. Okay, but um, I'm thinking, wow, the regular Gorilla Glue is junk. You know, I can't believe they got a name from themselves. And I'm telling Brad, I said, this stuff's not here. So did you do it right? I asked Brett, and he goes, did you do it in the right way? I said, well, yeah, I just put some on the bottom and <laughs> stuck it in. I was like, no, goes, no, no, you didn't use yeah, water? Go ahead. I was like, you didn't use any water? You're like, what? Why do I got to use water? It's glue. Why would I put water in glue? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, no, you got you to use... Why didn't it... I didn't know it needed to be activated. You're like, I gotta use water with glue. They were all. You, now you're like, now, but now you, you're ready to do round two. Right, right. So I'm ready. To, uh, so I'm ready to do round two, and I start putting it on. Now, obviously, here's the thing: the stuff I used was still wet. Okay, I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's still wet because it hasn't been activated. And I put a good bit down because why? I tried it twice. I was like, why is this shit not sticking? And um, and so we put the I put I started putting some water down underneath it, uh, just a thin coat of water, and I'm rubbing it on kind of with my hands. I didn't know what, what it was going to do, so I'm putting the putting the water on to activate this stuff that's on the bottom of the rail, and I sit it in place. Now, don't get me wrong; it turned out great. Okay, it turned out awesome. Uh, it glue is stuck once we activated with the water, but everything was sticking to my fingers. I mean, I had this stuff on my fingers, and the water that I was using uh, from the rails was on my on the tips of my fingers, and it left this glue gook black. It was like a black gook stuff all over my it hands. Was it was stuck on there, and it was like everything I was touching was sticking to my fingers, and I tried washing it off with water, and what happens when you try to do, wash it off with water? You're reactivating the glue. Yeah, I'm reactivating the glue, so it's like it's like spreading. It's like a disease on my hand. Your your entire hand was black. All of your both oh, your, so, both of so your hands were black. Like, I'm like, how am I getting this stuff off my hands? Well, even when you went to work the next day, you're like, my yeah. hands are still black. I I got hand black hands for like three days. <laughs> Yeah, I had these like little black spots. I went home and I tried to scrub it. And the more you're scrubbing it, you put more and more chemical onto it. So you just you just spread it around. It spreads around like oh, it's it's sad. I I will never use that stuff again ever. Wow. I will say this. So. Yeah. Those rails, those rails are never coming out. Of the no, way. no, they are done. They're not moving ever. <laughs> it was some strong stuff, man. It really did work. Um, it's just that I did. I was stupid. Didn't read the directions. Didn't read how to activate it. And um, yeah, yeah. So that's that. Very cool. So that's let's, a long story. It was, but it was a. Uh, it was it. I'll never forget. It that. was that funny was at funny. the time. It was funny at the time. No yeah. matter how much you watched it, it it, it took like. Two or three days for me to totally get out. I mean, I'm in the shower. I'm like looking at my hands. I'm like, do I put this? Do I put this stuff? I got this stuff on my hands. I can't get it off. I need to wash my hair. Do I have shampoo? How am I going to wash my hair with the shampoo? I don't want to reactivate this stuff into my hair. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Right. It was, uh, yeah. it was a good one. So let's get into our next uh, topic that you want to talk about. And it was the laser cut doors. Oh, well, yeah, here, here's the thing. All right. We've all built models and many of the great models that we built have your plastic windows or, you know, your plastic windows and doors. And that's great. I mean, they, they, they do, they do look great, you know? And there are some good ones out there, all the ones from Titchy, all the old Grantline ones, and there's some other companies, I guess, that make them. But, but you know, those two in particular, right? Um, they have every type of window. We have massive supplies of Titchy windows. I got a whole couple plastic cases, divider cases, just full of different Titchy windows, and I love them. I use them for a lot of things. But what I'm finding out now more and more with the kit builders, there's a lot of kit builders that are 
Now they still have some titchy windows, or it's a mix of them. Uh-huh. Um, but they're going with laser cut windows and doors. And I gotta tell you, I'm starting to really love it. I'm loving the fact that these kit manufacturers are designing their own windows and doors. Because what looks more natural than a you know an, a a door or a window? Then something a little thinner than the plastic, okay? Um, a little more natural looking. There's so much you can do with them. You can paint them. Uh, you can paint them any. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to paint them like you do a plastic window. You right. can give them. You can use thinner shades of of acrylic paints and mix them and get get a natural look. You can stain them. You can um, dry brush them. Uh, I've been using them a lot, and you'll probably be seeing a lot of it on this new build that I'm this build that I'm finishing up now, which is um, the uh, Casey's Workshop uh, Cameron Street Apartments, what we've been talking about for like the last month and a half, and a lot of the doors and windows and storefronts are all um, laser cut pieces and with a little you know ingenuity and you know thought process of how you're gonna you can put multiple tones on each layer of the laser cut when you glue them together some of them come in late the laser cut windows and doors they come in you stack them you 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 adhere one to the top of the other right and you get different levels they layer well they layer well but what they're doing is they're giving a different dimensions to the wood. It's almost right. like woodwork, real woodworking. And the neat thing is if you if you before you assemble them, if you paint each one in different shades or different stains and I've used some of the hunter line stains on them and they accept it very well. Um, they're they're I guess they're cut on um, some kind of task task board or yeah. or um, or Chip, chipboard. Oh, it's not chipboard. It's a. I don't know what they. It's not taskboard either. I don't know what they call the stuff. It's almost like a, a thin. It looks like wood. It's like a papery wood, but it's very stiff. And um, it's and you stack the pieces together at the at the stain them and get the colors you want, and it looks incredible. I mean, there's a lot you can do with it, and it's it's very workable. Um, you can you can trim them resize them uh laser cut pieces are it seems to be like a new wave and i'm loving what i've been able to do i mean i've been taking i took a laser cut garage door tonight and um i cut some extra lines into it a trick and tip that i got from watching one of the videos uh from uh jason jensen um, where I'm curving the garage door to go up in a curved fashion, like a garage door that would curve. So it makes it look like it's 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 on its way up. Yeah, like yeah. they're supposed to. And right. when you see half open garage doors on models now, you know, from the past, they all go straight up and down. You know, which which how often do they do that? Unless there's a very, unless there's a very tall ceiling, like in a warehouse. Right. Right. Exactly. So in this case, I'm curving the. I curved it. What do you, do you score? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you score it? Not the com- it. not the whole way through, and you just bend it where the score is a little bit. Yep. Yep. Very cool. So and you're I, making that I, you're making that panelized look. Right, and then what I did was I took some, and then after I did that, I took it outside. I spray painted it with um, some um, Rust-Oleum white primer and uh, just kind of dashed it you know just kind of made it white but not right. so much that you're covering the detail or filling you don't want to do it too heavy and you end up filling the score lines okay but because now it's already bent before i go spray painted it and then i spray painted it and i brought it in and when it dried right while i was on while we were setting up for the show brett was setting up but we were both online here before we went live or before we went active and recording um he was doing that and i was taking some because it had already dried some alcohol india ink wash my dark version and i just with a small paintbrush i just ran up and down 
through the, the cracks where I scored it. And now it looks like different little panels, and it highlighted each of those panels. It looks really cool. And, um, you know, it, it, but that's all with laser cut. That's a laser cut garage door from another kit that I'm throwing on to this kit. Right. You know, and, and that's the thing. All the little laser cut parts that you may or may not use, I got to say, and, I, and I'm not trying to pump uh, Casey's workshop, but because I'm working on their model right now, and I've built some in the past. It's when, just top of mind right now, too. Right. But, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll give kudos where kudos are. Right. When he's building a kit, okay, when he puts a kit together and sends it to you, um, I have not had a kit yet where I didn't have a couple extra laser cut windows or doors. He puts an extra door or two or three into the kit, and they come with all the kits. And um, then I didn't use them all. I have some extra for future. Yeah, you know, that's what projects. happened with um, the Faircloth oysters. Yeah, that I did a, from that's uh, Jeff. Grove. That's from Carolina. Carolina. The uh, the yeah. uh, I have two. They have like two big bay doors where you could pull a boat up into the oyster plant, mm-hmm. um, or like where there'd be a ramp. I have two giant bay doors that I worked that came. I guess the way he cut them, there were four on the sheet, and you only yeah. need, you only need two. So. Yeah. I have two big, huge bay doors that I'm going to use for something cool. It's big enough to where you could drive like a a big truck through or a boat, like a a, a fair size, a fairly tall vehicle or a boat in. So I don't yeah. know if I'm going to use that extra door set for a, a seaside structure or make it on a, a trackside structure where you could put in like a. It's almost tall enough to put in like a short, flat freight car. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. But I love having extra stuff like that, and that's. I- and the laser cut stuff's cool, huh? You it's like amazing. That? Well, what I like more about it is the variety that you get compared to to the same old. And there's nothing. We're not knocking Titchy. Titchy does a great job with what they no. what they provide. But what I like is the variety. When you guys are when when the manufacturers, I say you guys because some of them are probably listening. When they're cutting these laser cut windows and doors out, they're able to add a ton of variety to the look of the building rather than just throwing in some titchy windows. Um, yeah. and then, there's a door handle on this garage door. Well, and what, there's a door handle. No, but what's cool about it is, is you can laser cut on almost every building, a different style of door rather than, right. rather than just throwing in the same variety of titchy stuff. Right. So what, what you end up with is a lot of different, um, looks and feels and textures and different depth on different, uh, windows and doors so i just think it's cool because from building the building and structure to structure you can really put a lot of variety and spice up the way the things look and get rid of the like the monotony of the same titchy stuff over and over again Uh, right uh, and i would actually challenge the and this is i i'm saying this uh without the experience of knowing how much work goes into this but i would love to see more laser cut stuff for doors and windows in kits than uh than just the same old titchy stuff yeah i don't know and i don't know what's involved in that so i'm probably being ignorant of the fact that i don't make the kits and i don't know what goes into it but i just when i get a kit with laser cut windows and doors i'm i have more fun with it It it's way more fun to build this right you can go to and, and, and you can buy it, you, in it. And Doug actually at at, at Foscale Models actually sells them without the kit. You can just get some laser cut windows and doors. I, I know, and, and and like I said, Kenny uh, Casey's workshop. He's doing and, it. Uh, and Carolina Craftsman Kits and Doug and and I think um, Jimmy Deedon uh, at Railroad Kits. These guys are rocking it right now with the different kind of kits that are out there and laser cutting. They're, and they're, they're also stuff. starting to sell laser cut accessories. Oh, right. Not just Doug. So, there's a few other ones that are doing it as well. Sure. And, and like I said, and that's great. And that's an idea for these guys, all of them, anybody out there that has laser cutting. Um, design some various windows and doors and sets and stuff that you can sell. I think that would be a great idea because they are truly a dream to build them. And they look artful. Um, they look a little more... They look a little more craftsman-like, and um, you know, I love the fact that that there's so much there's so much product that you can use with them um, that are accepting of them because 
with them, I did not necessarily have to. I do sometimes, but I did not necessarily have to spray them ahead of time with a primer. Um, I can work great from some of those pieces and uh, without the primer, although I do right. like to use primers on things. But, and you're welcome to do that. It accepts that fine too. But like on, on the plastic, anything plastic, you want to spray that primer just so you can get your acrylics to stick. Right. Well, with this, I don't have to do that. You know, it saves that step. And uh, there's, I see, I see all kinds of avenues and options. I see w- where you can do windows that, that open or that are that are open. And um, you know, I, there's just a lot of different, but not just that storefronts and. Well, uh, and it just adds a lot of variety and shape to the windows. Um, right. I know, like the bar mills. What was the name of that bar that I did? That green one that you like. Um, the pub, Potter's Pub. Oh yeah, Potter's Pub. That had uh, and, and, and Bar Mills is doing that stuff too. The Potter's, you know? the Potter's Pub kit had a lot of cool, um, arched windows, arch top windows that yes. you, you, obviously yes, you can get them from Titchy, but they just they, they didn't even look like any other window I've ever seen. So that was for me that right. was cool and because I, I, it was I'm, very I'm unique. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go out. Right now, I'll just say um, we mentioned a lot of people, but tonight, but but um, I'll be honest with you, the first kit I've run into with my kit building uh, with laser cut windows and doors and 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 uh, stuff has been bar mills. Right, bar mills kind of set. They, I I think, and I, maybe I'm wrong here, uh, but I think bar mills kind of set the uh, set the bar, <laughs> set the bar, if you will, on on doing that and. Um, you know, because I had, I remember when I built uh, several models that I built, but I, one in particular that I did was Booty Corner. And that one had a ton of laser cut material. Um, not just your, not just your doors and windows, but like your, your woodwork and, and such on corners and tops and, you know, uh, your cornices and things like that. And they started doing that. And it, it looks, it looks yeah, and it, now everybody's doing it, so I don't know who was first. I'm just saying the first ones I ran into with it were Bar Mills, but now I'm seeing it pick up, and I think it's a great thing. I think it's a, I think it's a new edge and new step in modeling. You know, right? Well, and the one thing I will say is we spent a lot of time complaining about uh, windows and how much we hate them. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I still hate them. I don't like, I still don't like windows, but if I had yeah. to pick a window to do, it yeah. would be laser cut windows. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I know the end result's going to look kick ass and I would rather do right. them and they're more fun. It's like you can do them in layers. They don't feel like you're painting those plastic ones on those, those sprues that you got to cut out and it doesn't feel the same to me. <laughs> well, when you build a model, Brett, when, when we build a model, we like to look at our finished result. Right. Yes. Somebody else designed. Yes, somebody else cut it with the laser, the walls, you know, the openings, all that stuff. Okay, somebody else is telling you how to build it. Well, not necessarily. We kind of not if you don't read the instructions, right? Exactly. Or if you <laughs> freelance it like both of us do, uh, and a lot of other people. Okay, but however, you know, but when you're done, bottom line, when you're working with any wood type project, at the end, what's the bottom line? You look at that thing. You're saying to yourself. I did that. I built that. Right. Every part. Of, every part of that. I built it. I painted it. I glued it. I made it look great. I weathered it. It. This looks awesome. Yes, somebody designed it. However, I built it. I put it together. I did it. It's made of wood. Okay. What's the one part that when you're done, you sit there and you say, "Oh, I really didn't do that though." The windows. The windows and doors, if yep. they're plastic, and you're sitting there going, "Ah, every part of this is wood." Or paper or whatever but the windows and the doors well here you're able to say this whole structure this whole structure is you know or these parts that look awesome man i made them look awesome right you know i didn't just paint them put some freaking acrylic on them and scratch them off and like i said i'm not knocking titchy parts or titchy windows i got a bazillion of them i use them a lot um when i'm especially when i'm scratch building and um and, and, and without them, 
you know, I'd be stuck because there'd be a lot of there's a lot of window ideas and stuff with right. the, one of those big big packs of windows they have. Um, they're awesome, and and like I said, sometimes they're the easiest thing to work with when you're putting together a big building and you got to do a lot of windows. I'd just rather you know jam a bunch of titchy windows. <laughs> it's okay. easier because it's like a process at that point. You're right. you're almost like on an assembly line. Yeah, it's like you're in a zone, you know. However, if that big building had lots of laser cut windows i would just as equally enjoy that and probably enjoy the finished product a lot more oh yeah so. yeah absolutely but like i said if you get them get creative with them you know start start painting them and and uh playing with some they they like anything else just like anything else that you get with a kit you'll have the outside edges where you have to cut them out from use those outside edges and test the different types of you know um, mediums that you're going to use on them, you know your acrylics or your your uh, I use a lot of AK products on them too, by the way, uh, which are a lot of enamels. And so you use your enamels and your acrylics and your your uh, your weathering stains. I, I I love the hunter line stuff. I got a pile of hunter line stuff, and I, that stuff is amazing. And usually it comes those laser cut windows come on like a like a manila kind of coloring paper or right. whatever, whatever or material it's not paper and um so when you're staining them you got to fi- figure in when you're staining it because it's already manila it's not going to turn out exactly the color but it's going to be pretty close right and, and uh yeah so so play around with it and figure out on the scrap stuff you know what works for you but you you get you can get creative and uh, once you get a feel for it on the scrap and you go to the regular to the regular window or door or storefront or cornice or whatever you're building um you know you'll be able to really give it some some uh art artistry based on the fact that you've already worked with it so, absolutely anyhow sorry no it was, it was good it was good yeah. um i think actually it's a little shorter of an episode this week, but I think that's a good. Uh, we covered a good. we covered a ton today, uh, a lot of different topics, and right. uh, um, now I need to get. Actually, we need to record the uh, overtime episode, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So now and don't forget now next week. Oh, Go next ahead. week we have Kenny. Ken, Kenny Crump from Casey's Workshop. He's going to talk to us about the kit and what he did right. to provide the kit to get ready for this uh, the build that we're going to do. Yep. And I'm excited um, to it'll get... be great to have Kenny on again. We, we, haven't had, on we haven't had him on in a while, and he's a good he's a good character to have on the show. So I'm, I'm, super I'm, dude, I'm very excited to get Kenny on. So. Uh, it should be a good time. Maybe, maybe by then. Oh no, our caps won't be playing by then. But uh, He's a big cap fan maybe too. by that, maybe him and him and us can get a little bit of caps frustration out. But uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We don't play the game; we just right. watch it. So yeah, um, anymore we don't play anymore. No, but I meant we're not paid to play for the Capitals. No, so no, the, no. the the only right. thing I can do anymore is just watch. And hey, they won their Stanley Cup, so I feel like I got a year or two <laughs> like where I can just be a little more mellow about them. Yeah, but, sure. But uh, I still want them to win the Stanley Cup. Dang it! But anyways. All right, we have to get over and start recording the Overtime at the Bench podcast, which is for our patrons only. And like I said, if you guys want access to this week's episode uh, of the Overtime at the Bench podcast and all the other episodes, I think we're at like 16 or 17 with there with those ones. Um, Mm -hmm. You can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and get exclusive access to those episodes as well as a bunch of other awesome content. So, um, and our Facebook group. Plus we want to instill that we still have our phone number that you guys can call and we have a voicemail. I know we didn't talk about the last two weeks. Um, but if you want to call and leave the show, a voicemail to be played on the next week's show, uh, you can call at 717-601-2348 and that's 717-601-2348. You'll hear my lovely, lovely, lovely voice. Uh, on the automatic answering machine and you can leave a message you can give us a, just a, a quick kudos ask us a question just whatever you want and to we'll hear. play your voice your lovely lovely uh, yes. voice will be on our show we'll play your voicemail on our show so if you got a quick question or you just want to give us a quick shout out wherever you're and especially we want to hear where you're listening from so if you're listening from 
anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world, um, you can call us at 717-601-2348. Um, and just give us a shout out where you're listening from. So yeah, Hey, real quick. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. On the uh, on the Kenny build that's coming up. Oh, go online onto our Facebook or our 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 website uh, HSKillCustoms dot com or to our Facebook page at HSKillCustoms, and you will be able to find a list of uh, recommended tools and things that you will need it's to build. It's not a, it's not a required list, so don't get scared. Right. And most don't of get you guys only have it. Don't so. get scared if you don't have everything on the list. Um, right. It's just some things we think that you should have. We're not right. telling you that you need to go out and spend a couple hundred dollars on some tools. Nah. And and that, and that's not what this is about. So if you can't afford that and you're not in a situation to buy it, it, to buy those things, you can get by with other yeah. things. And the list explains that as well. It, it yeah. The list explains you don't have to have this. You can always use an alternative. Um, and if you've already built wood craftsman kits, um, you've already got these tools. Right. So, so I mean – so we'll yeah. put, and I'll put a link to that in the show description. So We're just trying to help you out. So we threw you out something you won't, have, you, out. you won't have to navigate there. We'll just put a link to the article in the show description. If you first timers, uh, uh, you know, it, that's, it's going to be something that may help you out. So just check it out. That's yeah. It. Cool. Well, we're going to go record another episode for our patrons. We wish everyone an awesome weekend and yeah. uh, happy modeling. Build, build, build. All right. Later guys. Bye.